0: Welcome to A Podcast Remembers, a Game of Thrones podcast hosted on purefandom.com. Because the final season of Game of Thrones is still 10 years away, we decided to launch a podcast to remember everything in Game of Thrones. I am one of your hosts, Liz Pru, joined by my better half and co-host, Eric Pru.
1: No, you're my better half, Liz. You're my better Anyways, I'm happy to be here.
0: I think we should say you're also my husband.
1: <laughs> yes, I'm uh, the eye candy of the show, uh, the arm candy, I should say.
0: You can be eye candy. I can put like your screenshot up here. So <laughs> people can see. No,
1: no, no one wants that.
0: I do. Now it's getting weird. Okay. <laughs> um. So yeah, podcast remembers. I think you came up with the title for this yes, episode uh, of the show.
1: I believe the proper pronunciation is a podcast remembers.
0: A podcast remembers. Yes, yes, yes. And um, if I remember correctly, (laughs) this is episode one. And on the first episode, we decided to break down, well, to preface, the podcast is going to be breaking down specific, I wouldn't say theories. I'd say theories and also specific, what, like mythologies of Game of Thrones?
1: Mythologies, just general topics that we'll cover on a much deeper level that transcend the storytelling of the show
0: have you been practicing that
1: (laughs) i just wanted to use transcend was the word of the day so
0: okay perfect um well this one is called what does being a true dragon really mean you know if you're hurt by fire can you still ride a dragon if you didn't birth dragons beneath a pyre holding the pure man that is cal drogo (laughs) <laughs> and you still be a dragon.
1: So I, I suppose we should start, huh? Um, no,
0: you're supposed to answer the question. Not, no, um, yeah, no, let's start. About, start. So I think what, um, well, well, and also to point out, we are going to be cutting into an interview we had earlier with our celebrity guest. Oh
1: yeah, Super Stud.
0: Super Stud, Madison Smith. You can catch him on CBS's Salvation uh, Season 2. He was so energetic, so excited.
1: A true fan, clearly. I mean, he was... Well, I think he just refreshed on the show, so he was fresh on many of the key topics, including what we talked about, which I really appreciated. And he gave us some insight and some new thoughts to consider...
0: He did. He he proved himself to be an expert, which I very much appreciated. So mm-hmm. later on in this episode, we will cut to our discussion with him so you guys can hear how cool he is.
1: Absolutely. And great. get a
0: break from all this deep shit we're about to dive into. <laughs>
1: where to begin?
0: Well, I think um, we talked about where do we actually start with this type of mythology. And I feel, we feel like we should start with, like what the fuck are dragons? Pardon my French. We do swear on this podcast. Or should I veer from not swearing?
1: Um I'll try I mean, not to. It, like they swear a little bit in Game of Thrones, so I think it's probably okay.
0: Okay, there we go. Would you prefer I not? No, no, go for it. You're just saying that because you're terrified of me. Yeah. Okay. Well I'm gonna try not to. But we'll start with like, what are dragons in this series, you know? Like, what 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 is the mythology, mythology of the dragon in A World of Ice and Fire? Pun intended.
1: Yeah. So uh, let's talk about what they eat first. I think that's all pretty obvious. We've uh, seen Drogon share a delicious, tasty treat, which was an entire sheep or lamb that he cooked. And boy. Uh, well, I wasn't going to go there. But okay. uh, yeah, they, they don't eat uh, raw meat. They cook it with, with the fire that they breathe, obviously. Uh, and one of the interesting things is they're one of the only animals, if not the only animal, apart from humans that prefer cooked meat. And uh, one of the interesting, interesting fun facts that I learned watching a documentary about fire.
0: When, when did you watch this? I
1: was on some plane. I don't know. It was not the greatest documentary I've ever seen. It.
0: So you stayed up for that, but you wouldn't stay up for the black holes one that I wanted to watch on the plane. But you stayed up for one about fire.
1: Well, I made it about 10, 10 or 20 minutes. Okay.
0: In. Well, what Maybe you 20 minutes in. Bring this shit full circle. Well,
1: I learned that one of the reasons why human intelligence developed the way it did was because at some point we cooked meat we cooked food and it uh opened up some different parts of the brain or helped us evolve to where we are today so the fact that dragons have an an innate intuition and even potentially a consciousness is no accident and is probably really accurate to what would really happen were there to be other animals that ate cooked food um so there you go interesting interesting fact Uh, Dragons can eat almost any kind of meat, Um, anything from sheep, fish, uh, they'll eat horses, they'll eat men on the battlefield, and, uh, yeah, so apparently a fully grown dragon, like uh, a Drogon or a Raygon, could Mm -hmm. swallow an entire horse whole.
0: That's disgusting. Mm -hmm. Um, But at
1: least it would be well done.
0: Oh my god, Okay. So, the (laughs) (laughs) fair, okay, great, great points. Um, Dragons in a world of ice and fire also live to be incredibly old. Valerian the Black Dread, um, which was the largest of the Targaryen dragons, so post-fall of Valeria, which we'll dive into in a minute, lived for almost 200 years. And his skull was the size of a carriage. And I actually shouldn't even say his, I could also say her. So there's, there's some gender things going on there too with dragons.
1: And appearance, you know, I, I'd say their appearance is pretty typical of what I'd expect of a dragon. They have four legs, you know, they um, they have all sorts of different uh, scales and spikes and all that sort of stuff. Nothing, nothing really unique. Um, and let's see, what else? Oh yeah, they fire-breathe and lay eggs. How about that?
0: Yeah, there's that too. Um, so I think that it's important to say that, for those that don't know, so the Targaryens were, of course, from Old Valyria, then there was the Doom of Valyria, and the Doom of Valyria happened before the Targaryens, before Aegon, the first Targaryen, conquered Westeros. So, um, That was 400 years before the War of Five Kings and the entire Valyrian Empire and almost all of its dragons were destroyed in a single day during a cataclysmic volcanic eruption known as the Doom of Valyria. This is from fandom wikia, if any of you guys are wondering. Um, And the Targaryens weren't even the most noble of the Valyrian people. They weren't even a part of like the top families. And when they moved to Dragonstone, that's the only way they... I mean, that's why they're alive now, It's because of the Doom. Mm -hmm. And they were with the last surviving Valyrian dragons. So um, I think that's important to note because there's a lot of dragon mythology and lore based on how they're birthed, and like some people have magic, some people are intuitive with dragon eggs, some people aren't, which we'll dive into in a minute. But the Targaryens weren't like this... The, weren't tar- the Targaryens weren't thought of as they are thought of in present day, back in Old Valyria.
1: Mm-hmm. And there is a an entire theory that I've been reading a little bit about, about the Faceless Men and their role in the Doom of Valyria. Have you heard anything about this?
0: No. Do we need to make that another podcast episode? Yes, it
1: is an entire episode. I really would love to do a podcast on the Faceless Men because I feel they are so interesting and have... Such a r- mysterious background and history. Anyways, um, so there's a potential connection there to the Doom of Valyria, but Daenerys eggs aren't even from Valyria, right?
0: They're- no. So um, Daenerys eggs are from the Shadowlands. So um, and in the and in the world of Ice and Fire, which is like the encyclopedia for Game of Thrones, it says that there are quote-unquote dragons dwelling in the shadowlands so um some people think meaning people on reddit that (laughs) danny's dragons um they may not even be descendants of the ones from valeria Mm -hmm. so which would mean we still don't know that much about the ones from old old valeria you know Mm -hmm. there could be some differences between breeds of dragons um you know danny's dragons could be Smaller or larger than the ones in Valyria were, um, you know, a dragon's size in this universe is kind of, from what we know, dependent on age, whether or not it's confined or mm-hmm. you know able to let run free, which we hear a lot in the series. You know, Ser Jorah tells Danny when the dragons are at quote unquote teenager. <laughs> age teenage they're rebelling when they're, yeah when they're rebelling it's like you can't tame them you know you can't keep them confined or they won't grow to their potential because it's against their nature mm-hmm. and um we know that uh who it's another a i'm kind of i'm kind of jumping ahead here but um who was the king that was agon Aegon. so Aegon, um agon the third hated dragons Uh, so he was the one that made them go into, like, the dragon pit, and because they were in the dragon pit, that's when the dragons started getting smaller, because they were confined to this area, and they weren't really nurtured, Mm -hmm. and it pretty much made the dragons die out.
1: Yes. Or, we'll talk about another theory that may have caused the dragons to die out.
0: Yes. First, let's talk about how they bred dragons. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Um, we have these dragons of Danny's, right? We all know how she bred them. They were from the Shadowlands. She went into a fire um, that was burning her betrothed, Khal Drogo. Mm-hmm. And from that fire, she rose from the ashes with three hashed dragon eggs. Um, now, we were looking into, okay, how could... Um, any like could anyone birth dragons? You know, does there have to be some sort of ritual? Like, what does this mean? Yada yada yada. So over time, people believed that um, well, it was it was quote unquote known. It is known <laughs> that um, back in old Valyria. The way a dragon egg would hatch would be having some sort of connection with someone, and it was almost kind of like in Avatar, James Cameron's Avatar, mm-hmm. not the anime Avatar, um, that has a, you. You have yeah, you have a connection, so you like sleep with this egg, and it's got dragon's blood on it, and you have this connection, and sometimes babies would sleep with them in their crib, and then they would hatch, and it's all this like crazy shit. Wow. Um, and there's, like, this telepathy going on. Um, but, you know, not... It still didn't mean that every, um, Valyrian had the blood of a dragon. You know, maybe Valyrians weren't the only people with the blood of the dragon, quote-unquote. Um, could other people birth these dragons? You know, did you have to be of old Mm Valyria? We still don't know all of that. Uh, but I think the telepathy part is important because Danny will... You know, think like go a certain way while she's flying. She has this connection with Drogon while she's flying with him. I don't think all of her commands have to be audible. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important. So I think there's definitely some sort of like telepathy or element of magic that makes her a quote unquote true dragon. Like let's say uh, John rides a dragon, which I'm sure we'll see in the next season.
1: Hell yeah, we will.
0: He is hurt by fire. You know, mm-hmm. we saw that in season one, but that doesn't mean he can't be a dragon rider. So maybe a true dragon is just someone that can actually birth the dragons, but other people can actually ride the dragons.
1: Yeah, I think the telepathic connection is an interesting one that they hint at, but don't necessarily say at any point, because you think about all the predicaments that Danny has been in where Drogon or her dragons generally have either felt something or come to save her so I think there's definitely some telepathic connection where she can project her emotions intentionally or unintentionally and they can react
0: agreed and it doesn't even have to be do you think it has to be telepathic do you think she's telepathic with just dragons or you think she can send stuff in people too or is that just kind of stupid to ask
1: I don't think it's stupid to ask. I think, uh, yeah, I think there's definite definite potential for her to read people, and have an intuition, whether it's telepathic or not. I don't know.
0: Well, like with John and knowing that he was in trouble and all that stuff. Like, I mean, I know oh she yeah, was told, that's true. But like, do you think she?
1: I didn't think about that. Yeah, that's a good example. I think, um, you know, she
0: or is it because he's Targaryen? is she only telepathic Yeah. can she only send stuff like like Luke and Leia you know is there some like force shit going on with that
2: yeah
1: probably but not enough for them to know they're related to each other clearly or maybe (laughs) they don't or maybe they don't care
0: I mean would you care at this point like so is your aunt whatever you're fighting dead people like what does it fucking matter
1: that's true that's a good point
0: I don't know. Okay. Um, all right. Let's talk about... I know you're really excited to talk about this. So where did all the dragons go? Did they just start to die out because Aegon III was like, F this noise, I'm scared of dragons because one killed my mom. That's actually what happened to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he started to confine them to a point to where they got so small, they mm-hmm. just didn't breed anymore and they just died out. Yeah. Um, well, and, if, and then obviously if you didn't have someone to hatch eggs... If there's no more magic, they're not going to hatch. Right. So you found this conspiracy that um, yeah. So there's basically a, wiped out magic.
1: Right. There's a conspiracy theory uh, that Uprox put out uh, a couple years ago. It's been like two and a half years or something, and it's called the Grand Maester Theory. And the the whole theory is about the fact that the Maesters have always been of plotting to erase magic from the history of Westeros Um, and they're kind of playing with the puppets uh, of the lords of the various um, kingdoms within Westeros and essentially because they're big proponents of reason and science and all that sort of good stuff. They did not believe that magic had any place in, in the history of Westeros or in, you know, the Seven Kingdoms generally. So they began to eradicate all magic as they knew it. And one of the ways uh, that they would d- do that is the Grand Masters would poison the dragons and they set up, you know, and obviously dragons were phasing out for 300 years. Um, it's It's rumored that they were all conspiring to eliminate dragons and other magic uh, from from Westeros, and so uh, there are lines in the show, lines in the books, and there is some definite proof um, uh, from Marwyn the Mage specifically, because which was a maester who Who was was a a Maester. maester and was uh, kind of a black sheep uh, among all the Archmaesters who were kind of the boss maesters, right? And he had the, uh, the chain for sorcery, so he knew a whole lot about it. Um, but as he was digging in, uh, he actually asked Sam something specific, which is, who do you think killed all the dragons the last time around?
0: And this is in a, tr- a prelude chapter. For a feast for crows,
1: yeah. So when it's from, asks, from the books. Yeah, yeah. So it says, "Gallant dragon slayers, armed with swords." The words, "The citadel is the world." The citadel is building has no place in it for sorcery or prophecy or glass candles, much less for dragons. So, we haven't seen a ton of that in the show, outside of the fact that uh, they have alluded to the fact that dragons got smaller and smaller and and all that sort of stuff. So. Uh, the maesters fighting for reason is certainly something that uh, would not surprise me
0: well didn't the theory also say that they were even possibly poisoning dragons to weaken them or to kill them Mm -hmm. whatever
1: yeah yeah definitely and we won't really know I don't suspect they'll dive into that at any point but it is interesting
0: okay um, so with, uh, with, with knowing all of that and knowing kind of what happened with the rest of the dragons, there is, you know, it, it begs the question, which we actually talked to Madison about this later on in this podcast, you know, are dragons only present when other types of magic are present? You know, are dragons good magic? Are they bad magic? I think it's safe to say now that the white walkers are a bad form of magic Mm -hmm. so maybe that is why uh the dragons are here and vice versa or the other way around i don't know um but would you say that dragons you know what should they should they be extinct or are they only do you think they should only be around when necessary like for example when an army of the dead is descending upon Westeros.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a good question and and it's really a question of who came first too. I mean, you know, I think the fa- the white walkers have been on the move for a really long time clearly. Um it, even in the first season of the show, the first episode of the show, they show something related to the white walkers, you know, killing a bunch of people and you see the blue eyes and you see the scared uh, wildlings come come across um so you know i think the, the question is um is, is that why the dragons were hatched are they a part of creating some balance a yin and yang to um you know preparing the world for destruction and pr- protecting the world from destruction i also i uh you know whether or not the White Walkers are bad, you know, some people think the White Walkers are the good guys in all of this, you know, potentially. You, I, we're not going to get Do you
0: think that. that's true?
1: Um, I think it's interesting that, um, you know, the White Walkers are basically there to kill everybody. Uh, but, you know, there's, the society is really kind of bad. There's a lot of bad people in it. and you know. So
0: it's like the Thanos theory, basically. Yeah. Yeah, you know, let's just wipe out half of everyone because they suck, mm-hmm. and start over.
1: Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert for Infinity War if you haven't seen it.
0: Whatever, you can buy it on iTunes now. You've had time. <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I think uh, I do think there's some element of balance that they're trying to articulate, especially now that there is an ice dragon. I think that adds an interesting twist to the whole thing.
0: Do you think that there there's a bigger twist to the fact that there is an ice dragon or do you think that they just wanted to make an ice dragon
1: i think it's it's relevant in some bigger way um obviously it's relevant in that they tore down the wall they couldn't have torn down the wall otherwise so without the ice dragon they wouldn't have been able to do that but i don't think the story has run its course i think it will play into you know what happens next obviously there will be a big dragon battle so that'll be interesting to see unfold
0: well, and they are also like with the dragons and the wall, you know that you needed magic to take down the wall because the wall is made of magic. Mm-hmm. Now dragons are clearly magic and magic needs magic is the only thing I would assume can kill them. You know, you can hurt them, but the Night King killed Viserys. Mhm. Or Viserion, mm-hmm. And the Night King is clearly magic. So if all the magic Any... dies out,
1: Yeah. They threw one hell of a javelin too.
0: That was magical. Yeah. I'm not saying in a good way. I'm just saying that the only way you could do that is with magic.
1: Yeah. I, uh, I'm i sad to say I read an entire blog post written by an Olympic javelinist, javelin thrower.
0: I'm impressed by that. Why would on, you be ashamed of
1: that? On the form of the Night King. And uh, it would have been physically impossible without magic according to this Olympic javelin thrower
0: and you needed how many words of an article to know that that was physically impossible? (laughs) First of all, you're talking about hitting a dragon, a moving target in the sky, a mythical creature. That alone to me would just call it, you know, fantasy.
1: (laughs) Well, I don't know. You never know what can happen.
0: Oh, Eric, okay. (laughs) In this next part of A Podcast for members, we look back on our conversation with Madison Smith, who stars as Nate Ryland in season two of the CBS show Salvation. Nate talks about his favorite Game of Thrones characters, plus sheds some really good wisdom on how magic works in Game of Thrones, among other theories. Tune in. Welcome back to a podcast remembers we have a special guest on this episode Uh, we are joined today by Madison Smith who stars as Nate Ryland in season two of the CBS show Salvation Salvation centers on an MIT grad student and a tech superstar that bring the Pentagon a staggering discovery an asteroid is just six months away from colliding with earth. In season two, the secret is out, and the world learns the truth about the impending threat of an asteroid on a collision course. With Earth itself, Madison can also be seen as Aiden Webb in Narcoleap, a KGP films web series, which follows a woman named Kelsey Atkins who finds herself unexpectedly leaping into the bodies of other people during her bouts of narcolepsy and becoming a target in the deadliest deadly world of espionage. Uh, narco leap is now available on telus optic tv in canada and around the world on youtube and that may be the coolest log line for a series i've ever heard <laughs> um
2: yeah just well. throwing
0: that out there welcome <laughs> madison
3: thank you very much for having me guys and yeah it was uh it was a pretty easy one to get behind when uh i went in for the audition because i was like oh okay so this is just an awesome show uh, yeah let's let's do it i'm i'm in <laughs> so yeah and then and obviously salvation too i mean it's just it was one of those it, it, i i 2018's been awesome i get to be on two shows that are just exciting to watch and, and even just exciting to talk about so thank you so much for having
0: me yeah definitely welcome um this is our inaugural episode of a podcast members and um from what we hear, you have caught up on Game of Thrones, which seems to be everyone's binge since the show's been off air for like three years, <laughs> or a hiatus. I feel like, yeah,
3: it's, it's, it's so long since people have actually been able to watch it like this week, so it's, it's, it makes sense to, yeah, sort of cram it in and even, even just watch little like recaps or even, even best just to sort of put your mind back in, into the swing of things.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I saw a meme on Twitter the other day that was, it said day 361 without Game of Thrones and it showed Daenerys in the red waste just looking absolutely terrible. And that was kind of where we're all at right now. <laughs> we need it.
3: <laughs> we need it to, to come back and and it's, uh, yeah, we need to know more about what's happening because it can't end on a cliffhanger like that and now. I know. Just, just go two years without us knowing what's going on. <laughs>
0: So in this episode, um, you know, we've been breaking down uh what what it really means to be a quote unquote true dragon. Uh we mm-hmm. hear Daenerys' um brother, the asshole one, Viserys. Viserys is the dragon, right? Viserys yeah, is the brother. The
2: series, yeah. Um
0: say that he's the true dragon, but we all know it's Danny. Um mm-hmm. so before we kind of dive into why she's like the, the baddest, uh is yes, she your favorite character or do you have a, a different favorite character in the show?
3: I mean, I, I'm. I feel like it's just a. It's a weird, super easy answer, but I, I'm a big fan of Jon Snow. I just you gotta love a guy who wants to do the right thing all the time, and that's the. It's it's so hard for you to love him sometimes because he's like, oh, just lie, just say a lie so that you can get out of this, and then he doesn't, and then but yeah, you gotta love him because, to a point, the funniest part is he's the only one not playing this Game of Thrones. He is literally like, I don't care, guys. Let's just all be alive and we can fight each other when everybody else is alive still but we're gonna die so I'm I'm a big I'm a sucker for Jon Snow but then at the same time I couldn't wait for for him and uh him and Daenerys to get together so it's kind of one of those things of like I like the two of them I'm I'm a big fan of the fact that now their their storylines interject
1: finally (laughs) yeah that's great despite the fact that uh you know she's his
3: aunt you know,
0: we, we don't even we, care. We, anymore. We
3: that.
1: <laughs> I don't care. I
0: don't even care.
3: I'm here. I, I, does, but he does he know? I mean, at least if, as long as he doesn't know, I'm, I'm okay. It's yeah. like, you know, <laughs> out of sight, out of mind kind of thing. If, if, if he really, if he found out one day and was like, Hey, that's your aunt. And he was like, that's hot. That's <laughs> weird. That might be a little bit like, okay. John, you've uh, you've gone to the dark side. We're sorry. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely. So speaking of John, um, you know, there's all sorts of theories about all the dragon riders, and we've seen two people ride dragons, one of which is the Night King. Who else mm-hmm. do you want to see ride a dragon? Is it John, or or do you want to see Tyrion, or who, who
3: would you like to see, dragon, and why? I mean, it'd be so cool to see them all. I mean, and now, I mean, obviously, there's only two that are kind of left on the... I mean, I guess on the living side. So that's such <laughs> an interesting thing to see, like, who would be the two, two heads of that snake, I guess, uh, of, like, who are – and, I mean, it seems right that it would be Danny and John, but it would be, Jon, but it'd be so cool to see, like, the, the thing that helps, like, Tyrion able to step up in, in battles. He's able to, like, jump on a dragon, and now, you know, that's how he sort of brings it. That would be unreal. I, I, I feel like if any of the, that group of three was sort of, maybe, maybe they tag team sort of like one at a time, like guys, I need a water break. You jump <laughs> on the dragon now. Yeah. I think, I think yeah. that would be amazing.
1: Yeah, it's got to be an ab workout riding one of those things. Yeah, you know? I,
3: and I mean, it can't be that comfortable. Look at those spikes. I mean, they, they impaled one of the dead <laughs> dudes on a spike, yet, yet like Jon Snow has to sit with one up his bum. Like that wouldn't be very fun.
0: <laughs> Daenerys yeah. does it.
3: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I I, I get it, but have you seen uh, uh, Kyle Drago? I mean, like, that's a big man. So, (laughs) to (laughs) god.
0: Speaking of my favorite Game of Thrones character, (laughs) Aquaman. Um, Yeah. So, do you think that with the whole, I I mean, I, I think we're all in agreement here that Danny and John as a unit are everyone's favorite um just because they are so noble at their core do you think that they both should be on the iron throne or that one deserves it more than the other or neither of them
3: well it's such an interesting idea cuz i mean does does it go does the show go past them defeating the the army to the north i mean if it does it seems like that just puts everybody in a weird spot because john the only reason john says no to anybody is because he needs first and foremost for at the top of everybody's mind to be the army to the north and the only reason Mm -hmm. i mean when he goes to meet danny um uh the first time and she's like well bend the knee he doesn't because he knows that that means they would have to be in the fight for the iron throne but Mm -hmm. if he's in the fight for the iron throne then everybody ups uh, like upstairs gets killed by the army of the north that nobody believes about so it's interesting because John Snow is a person who you don't know where his loyalties are at the moment because his loyalty is with just survival. And, and he doesn't care about this game. He doesn't care about who's, who's in charge. And maybe he will and maybe he'll want to be in charge when, you know, when there is no threat. But he's an interesting guy because he just wants to make sure, you know, everybody doesn't die. I feel like that would suck.
0: <laughs> I don't even know that he wants to survive per se, because he's already died. I think that he just wants to make <laughs> right. sure everyone else survives. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, and I mean he he he's him and him and Danny clearly have uh, similar ideas of things when when it comes to obviously she gets to back to Westeros and could just easily march on King's Landing, but she doesn't because she doesn't want to kill innocent civilians. And kind of the same thing goes for John. He just he wants to make sure that you know he doesn't want to wait for people to have to take notice of the army to the north. He wants to stop everybody from being, being killed because guess what? Eventually the army from the north is going to come down and people are going to be like, Oh man, should have listened to Jon Snow. But <laughs> he kind of wants them to be like, Hey, listen to me now because y'all going to die. And that's, I mean, it's tough because yeah. And then what happens if they win? What happens if they win? Is is he is he gonna be like, okay, hey guys, I'm gonna live in the woods. I I'm good now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: oh man, yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see how it all shakes out. I mean, even with with Cersei seeing a, a White Walker for the first time, she still is making decisions to to not necessarily fall in line like she
3: should. So. Oh, it's it's and it's it's such a dangerous place to be, in, and and he, You always know what's gonna happen because you're like, okay, well, now she knows, but now she, she's obviously not just gonna say, okay, you're right, let's do this. She's gonna say, okay, you're right, but also I'm gonna play my own game, behind the (laughs) scenes, and I'm gonna make sure that when you guys die from these people, but we end up winning, I'm left alive. I mean, she did that when she burned all of King's Landing with the 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 wildfire. Like,
2: Mm -hmm. just
3: she knows how to play things so that. She ends up on top, and that's a scary place because if all, you know, three of them are not in this 100%, I feel like that's when that's when problems happen. That's when, you know, little things go awry, and, you know, one of my favorites dies, and I don't want that to happen.
0: Oh, they're all going <laughs> to die. We have I to be
3: prepared for yeah, I, mean, I already lost a dragon. I don't want to lose people, too. I mean, ugh yeah it's just it's just all it's there's a lot of people dying i know it's game of thrones and i should have known that from the beginning when ned dies spoiler alert for everybody but you know <laughs> yeah it's my favorite thing And whenever somebody tells me they're gonna start watching game of thrones i say oh I'll just wait to see what ned does in season three holy they're like oh really okay can't wait. <laughs> that's great that's
1: a that's a good uh a good teaser you know just to get yeah. thinking well that's great. So uh you know we we've talked a little bit about dragons. I mean what what do you think of dragon's role in the whole show? You know obviously they there's some good, there's some bad. They've had redeeming qualities. You know
0: um Is we, it like a pet though? Like yeah. based on how they're raised because I'm sure if Cersei raised a dragon like that dragon's going to be an asshole <laughs> yeah, or would that dragon right. just try to kill her?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it is an interesting thing cuz I mean it, and it I mean if we're going to go pure nerdy i'll i'll even reference like uh jurassic world the chris pratt one how they like imprint on who they're sort of around when they're born and that's Mm -hmm. who obviously they they take in as their mother so you know danny is mother of dragons so you know she that means she is their mother and because of her you know noble heart they are to a point trying to be noble but at the same time they're wild animals and they're wild animals who don't really have anybody that can, you know, mess with them. So they, they can kind of do whatever they want. And it's, it's such a, like, because they're, they're so, I mean, I feel like if you look back and why, you know, why dragons aren't there anymore, it feels like at some point the people might've said, you know, these dragons are getting out of control. I mean, it, it, And look at how big three of them got. Could you imagine if there was, you know, ten dragons, twenty five, fifty dragons just roaming around? I mean, over on uh on the other side of the water, I mean, Danny's dragons when they were kids were taking down kids in the fields. I mean Yep. There's there's they're scary things. I mean, they're very necessary right now because if you don't got, you know, two dragons against an army of people that can't die unless they get, you know, burned alive, I feel like they they're so necessary right now. They come with their their evils, but it's a scary time when everything's done. Now you're like, okay, roam free dragons and try <laughs> yeah. not to. What do we do now? Try not to be so bad.
0: <laughs> well, and they're also you know unlike all the Reddit forums, which is our main source. You know, to <laughs> Oh yeah, our go-to Reddit,
1: of course. Yeah, Wikipedia.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, it's you know a lot of users say that uh. Dragons are connected to magic, and magic is, you know, well, and it's only present when there's other magic present. And I wouldn't necessarily call White Walkers magical, but they are some form of evil magic. Mm-hmm. And so, would then, if the White Walkers are destroyed, would the dragons somehow? Die out. I mean, the they only hatched because the White Walkers. We assume started to appear, and nature was kind of like balancing itself out. Mm-hmm. So maybe they will just go away once the White Walkers are. Dead.
3: Interesting, because I mean, at the same time, I feel like magic's been still kind of. It, it may have been uh, it, not uh, as present, but I think it was kind of still there. I mean, there was. Uh, oh, it's always so bad. What's what's the thing that brand is? He's a walk. He's a oh,
0: no, that's true, yeah, because he started dreaming about being like a wolf and stuff.
3: Yeah, and so, I mean, and and obviously the other dude who was there in season three, he was uh, he was one as well where he had his little crow that flew above them, and he obviously was able to do that for a while. So it doesn't seem like, I mean, he just learned to do that when the dragon showed up. It seems like he was being able to do that for a while. So it's interesting to say, it was, is magic and dragons linked up? Because I think what could be, I mean if you think about it the dragon eggs were always there meaning that they if, even if they were fossilized that means that there was they were at some point somewhat alive mm-hmm. so if they die then magic might fully die but maybe when they officially hatched that's sort when of magic like, like actually it. sort of took over oh yeah I, I love so that. like little bits of magic was like seeping out of their fossilized eggs but hmm. not enough for it to feel like there's magic everywhere but then once they hatched it was kind of like magic we're They're back like, and we so are yeah and we are pissed we are real
1: yeah and, and now i mean you
3: see the um the 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 king up up north not the king uh not john snow but the um the night king the, the Night King, and now he just, you know, reanimates people just, like, waving his hand like Harry Potter trying to take somebody's <laughs> wand out. Like, hey, you're alive now. And it's just, it's, it seems it's very simple now, and I'm wondering if it was always that simple or if dragons were a big part of that.
0: I love that theory because before I was thinking the dragons only came about because of the presence of Nightwalkers, but the Nightwalkers were always kind of chilling in the north. Like we saw that Croster were... had been giving his
2: mm-hmm. sons to
0: him for quite some time. So that actually, yeah, it makes sense that once the dragon eggs hatched, that seemed to be when the Night King became more powerful.
3: Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. even the very first scene of the, the whole show is, is across the wall and it's the, the little kid with the blue eyes, right? Oh yeah, oh, the little girl, yeah. Yeah, with the little girl with the blue eyes.
0: Or, so or
3: freaky, yeah. yeah.
0: Interesting.
3: Mm-hmm. So sounds, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've I I've a few people that we we try and chat every once in a while. Of uh what do we think is going on? And and it's <laughs> it's almost more fun to be wrong than it is to be right. Yeah. Because you you, at, once you find out, you kind of go, oh, I thought maybe it was some version of that. It's almost mm-hmm. like I remember thinking that Sean Conner was James Bond's dad in the, in Skyfall. And I was so excited about that. Turned out he wasn't rattled, (laughs) but still, it was a fun thing to be excited about.
1: Oh yeah. You go so far down the rabbit hole in some of these theories. And then it's like, they can only cover one tenth of them in the actual show.
3: (laughs) Oh yeah. It's, I mean, and and that's the crazy thing about how Game of Thrones has gone past. Obviously the books now is they can kind of go, all right, let's just, do everything that we want. We don't have to worry about what the right. books are saying. Let's just mm-hmm. say the fun stuff that we like, and um, let's do some fan theories.
2: Yeah. And Yeah. Uh,
3: because didn't George R. R. Martin say um, uh, that I think that someone has said the like the correct fan theory, but he won't say who it is. Oh, he's like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I, yeah. He's like the correct fan theory is out there. But I won't say who sped it or what the theory is, just that it's out there. So if you want to dig through the Easter eggs, go ahead. Oh, and I feel like there's there maybe more Game of Thrones uh, fan theories than anything in the world.
0: Oh, totally. I mean, we did, yeah. a, right after Star Wars Episode Seven. you know, there were so many different Snoke theories and all that. And then once Episode Eight came out, everything got kind of kiboshed. And it's like, oh, well, I don't really know what to theorize about Star Wars anymore. Game of Thrones, <laughs> it just takes over my life. Each and every season, it gets more intense.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Everybody, everybody comes together, and then they tell another story about the past that you didn't know, and you're, you go, oh, my God, it makes sense. And you, you kind of, like, grab the people that are next to you, but you're on the bus, and then they think you're weird. And, and uh, yeah, it's a <laughs> strange, strange time for people to be in Vancouver when Game of Thrones is new for me.
0: Right. <laughs> <Love> <laughs> That's that. great. Well, uh, as a final question, I'm going to ask the most important one. Who do you think deserves to take down Cersei Lannister?
3: Tyrion, I think. I mean, I would love to see him just, like, have one good solid line and then just end her. I don't even know what he would do. I don't know what he would say, but I would love for him to have, like, sort of the final say. Or maybe not even kill her, but just sort of, her in her place and then leave her in like a tall tower like rapunzel or something like that Who knows? but Uh, i'd love for him to sort of be that last person because i mean it just it seems like he deserves it he deserves to be the one to sort of put her in her place yeah i i really i agree with you i think you nailed
1: it i mean he's known known her his whole life and she's been a real not nice person to him his whole life she has been
2: terrible to him and i mean like
3: letting it's telling him that he's the reason their mother died like oh like some of the things that she's said to him are i mean you can go ahead and say sibling rivalry however you want but like some of those cut so deep like Mm -hmm. it's not and he just he rolls off it and i mean he's got the thickest skin of probably anybody in the show and, and anybody in that universe because he just he, he knows, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mark that in my imaginary checkbook uh, mind locker, and I'm going to get you later. <laughs> like, oh, that's a
1: tough thing to do. That's right. Yep. A Lannister always pays his debt.
0: Always pays his debt. <laughs> right. Oh, wait, full Yeah, that's right. My husband, right. guys. Yeah. Um, well, Madison, thank you so much for joining us. This was a blast.
3: I had a blast as well.
0: And everyone, make sure to tune in to CBS's show Salvation and check out Narco Leap um, on TELUS Optic TV in Canada and, of course, on YouTube. Thank you again, Madison.
3: Thank you very much. I hope you guys enjoy both. The second season of Salvation is fantastic so far, and Narco Leap is a fun one hour, sort of uh, pretty much eight episodes of eight minutes. It'll You'll get through quick, and it is uh, fun from start to finish, and I, I make couple of quippy jokes and I, I enjoyed them so hope you guys enjoy <laughs> awesome absolutely
0: you've heard the background on George RR R. Martin's mythology around dragons their magic as well as the Targaryens and how they came to power Plus, we heard from a pretty cool celebrity and all of his amazing theories about the final season of Game of Thrones. In this final part of the podcast, we're going to break down what being a true dragon really means in the world of Westeros. So, why is Danny a true dragon? So, we want to talk about a little bit about you know how Viserys calls himself the last true dragon, or he did back when he was alive. Uh, And he did that because he was the last male, Mm -hmm. you know, and there wasn't really a female Targaryen that ruled them all. There were a lot of badass female Targaryens, Mm -hmm. but none of them that were like Aegon the first. No. And Danny is like Aegon the first, you know, which makes her even more badass. And Viserys didn't even, it, it wasn't even a question of whether or not she was a true dragon or not. He was just the one because he was the final male. Am,
1: the only person with a true right to the throne,
0: which is a lie. It's all Danny's. Yeah, um, and even before Danny, I think even believed it herself. There were signs that she was the quote unquote true dragon. Mm-hmm. In season one, she gets in the bath before she's uh, first shown to call Drogo. It's too hot for her to burn, and she clearly is fine. Um, mm-hmm. she grabs the eggs in the fire, the eggs that are given to her at Khal Drogo's, her and Khal Drogo's wedding. Her hands aren't burned, but the handmaiden is. hmm Um, you know, she's rose from the ashes a few times. Yeah, she has. With fire.
1: And they get more and more badass.
0: And she's, you know, like we said earlier, she's a little telepathic. At least with her dragons. Yeah. Um.
1: They know when she's in trouble. They mm-hmm. know... The right times to engage.
0: So, do you think that if she had. I don't want to say she doesn't have evil intentions because she goes to war, and war, you know, in itself is just bad because there's killing and stuff. But do you think that if she were to try and use her dragons just to wipe out the universe, wipe out the world, do you think they would rebel against her? Do you think that dragons kind of have like their own
1: moral Conscience? compass M- moral
0: compass a little bit no
1: i don't i think um i think they're so melded to her mind and her wishes um i think there is this animal tendency of dragons you know where they're obedient and loyal probably to a fault where i know her dragons have done some things that we would probably look back at now and go yikes um, but they did it because she told them to do it um, because they're connected, and I don't know. She, I don't feel like she's a hundred percent done the right thing all the time, um, but I do think her heart is kind of in the right place. So I, I don't know. I, I, just think they're they're still animals to an extent. I don't know. What do you think?
0: I agree, and I don't think that they can be around forever. And I think she knows that, which is hard, but also meaning they can't be around forever just because how do you quote unquote scale, <laughs> okay. uh, you know, <laughs> a world with dragons in it. And if this whole blood thing is true that, you know, she's the only one that can breed someone that can continue to hatch dragon eggs. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that that, that is true that. You need, you, maybe other people can ride a dragon, but it takes a really specific special person, quote unquote, true dragon, a mother of dragon to actually hatch them. If she doesn't carry on her line and have a baby, will dragons ever be hatched again? Unless there's some other random ass true dragon line chilling somewhere else. And this person has no idea that they have like the blood of old Valyria or whatever kind of blood you need to hatch a dragon.
1: Yeah. Like everyone's got the force.
0: Right. Just kidding. (laughs) That was a bad last Jedi reference. Last Jedi joke. Um, But, you know, that is true, though. Is it like the Force? Who knows? Um, And does it only appear when nature needs it to? Like, for instance, when an army of the dead is descending upon the entire world. Yeah. So, I I mean, I don't know. I do think, though, that um, she will become pregnant with John's baby. Yes. And the Targaryen line will not die out with her.
1: Mm hmm. And it will be pure. I mean I know ish. I know John doesn't have white hair, but
0: Well she's not hair... even like pure Targaryen, right?
1: No, because she was born from Like
0: I don't think her mom or someone was like a pure Targaryen. Yeah. I don't think.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't think so either.
0: Just like her dad was Aries or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We can look into that. But yeah, I don't know. That's there's there's a lot there.
1: Mm-hmm. A lot to unpack.
0: A lot to unpack. Did we miss anything? I know this is like a pretty overarching view, but you know, not everyone's, we'll put the references to everything in this article. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that way you guys can dig into it a little bit deeper because there are some like levels to this, (laughs) but I think this is enough to know for, for someone that's looking to be a little bit more of a super fan. And theorize a little bit before the final season premieres in 2019. Cross your fingers.
1: Yeah, and we're doing a whole rewatch, and we are having the time of our lives.
0: So much fun. This is like our third time rewatching the series, isn't it?
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Third or fourth time? Yep. And uh, we are currently in, we just watched uh, Blackwater Bay.
1: Oh, such a good episode. So
0: good. So we have the season two finale to watch next. Mm Mm-hmm. I know that Infinity War just came out and we were supposed to finish that, but now that we've recorded this podcast, all I want to do is go and watch Game of Thrones.
1: Me too. Really? I want to see that silver hair.
0: What is that supposed to mean? I have dark black hair. Are you telling me you have something for Danny? Because I have no I meant feelings. Jamie's silver hair. No! Okay! Get out of here. <laughs> Fine. I'm just going to go look at pictures of Jon Snow. But you would do that I too. will too. You yeah. love him.
1: Yep. He's. I mean, that hair...
0: Well, and also I, th- I'm gonna call you out here. You legitimately teared up when he died. Yeah. Like legitimately.
1: I was just like screaming, "No!" It's terrible.
0: Well, you know. Then, jaded Melisandre's jaded ass came in. I think that's my favorite character of Game of Thrones is post season four Melisandre. <laughs> <laughs> or season five, I guess. Oh yeah, where yeah. se-
1: she. One of my favorite seasons is scenes is when she's just like riding away after the battle with Stannis where she, like they burn the daughter at the stake
0: or when she comes into huh. Castle Black and she's just got like messy ass hair she don't give an F yeah, she's like whatever she the Lord of Light is just I don't even know anymore that's another podcast we're going to have coming up with Lord of Light and dive a little bit mm-hmm. more into that that'll be great yeah um, but thanks to Madison Smith for joining us that mm-hmm. was super fun and I think that's it should we have a podcast remember sign off
1: uh yes Valor Magules.
0: Valor Magules. yes check us out on purefandom.com at pure underscore fandom on Twitter and Instagram and also check us out on Facebook and until next time
1: Capes out